This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today I'm going to talk about turbulent times. We are definitely in turbulent times, and we need wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. The decisions we make will affect aspects of our life. Some choices we make make little differences. Some bring blessings, but there are those that cause real trouble. For example, the person you marry can provide a wonderful relationship for a lifetime or a disaster that leads to misery and heartache. Other examples include the way we treat our parents, children, siblings, workmates, or the decisions we make for a career or a specific job or the city or state that we choose to live in. The list seems endless when I think of all the different directions we might choose or the words we speak. They can bring God's favor or unwanted problems. The most important decision we will ever make is our surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Even as a born-again Christian, we will make a multitude and variety of decisions that affect our life and our character. With that background, I want to talk about wisdom from a biblical perspective. What is wisdom? How do we get it? Wisdom is defined many different ways, and even secular definitions sometimes include supernatural influences. The secular definition of wisdom is the ability or result of an ability to think and act, utilizing knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. Biblically, wisdom is quite similar and includes the foundation of situational knowledge and understanding, but also the knowledge given to us in the Bible and the understanding of God's ways. Wisdom is a deep subject, and its presence can seem elusive. So in this podcast, we will only hit the highlights. Biblically, we can define wisdom as the ability to discern and choose what is right in accordance with God's will. Wisdom's two components, knowledge and understanding, are two-sided. Human knowledge is learned through life experiences, instruction, information, facts, figures, circumstances that we might live through, and similar stuff. We also need to know the Bible. We need the knowledge of the Bible. The next step is understanding. It comes from study, meditation, perceiving, questioning, observation, not only of the earthly conditions, but also we need to understand what would God choose in a certain situation, or at least have an idea. This reminds me of that once popular saying, what would Jesus do? That's what we're looking for. What would God do? Now, with all this knowledge and understanding, wisdom can be applied. It is simply making the right decision in accordance with God's will. Let's look at some scriptures. In Matthew 13, 19, Jesus is teaching his disciples about why some people do not choose faith in God. He says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. So the word of the kingdom is knowledge, but it's not combined with understanding and wisdom is not available. Colossians 
1, 3 through 6, also illustrates that knowledge and understanding are part of wisdom. Starting in verse 5, it says, Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as also among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. We learn that the gospel had to be heard in order to get the knowledge and then understood before a right decision was made, in this case, to believe and obey the good news. In verse 9, Paul indicates that he prays that the Colossians would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Therefore, godly knowledge, coupled with understanding, gives us the ability to choose God's ways, the way of wisdom. Solomon followed his father David as king of Israel and is described as the wisest of all humans. 1 Kings chapter 3 gives us this wonderful account where he, was, where he asked the Lord for wisdom and it was given to him. A couple of neat facts about this exchange. God was so pleased with his request that he gave Solomon the supernatural gift of wisdom and blessed him with more than he asked for, which included long life, wealth, and honor. An example of this wisdom is written for us in 1 Kings 3, 16-28. And if you haven't read it recently, it's worth a few minutes of your time. Basically, two prostitutes who had bore children about the same time came to the king for judgment. One of the children had died and the dead child's mother swapped the kids one night. Solomon heard the story and the bickering. He understood the situation. And he called for the living child to be cut in two so that both women could have part of the child. Solomon had knowledge of the situation and he understood a mother's love. The real mother pleaded for the life of the child, even if it meant she would not have possession of him. The king made the wise decision, and the real mother went home with her child. We now know that wisdom comes from a process of gathering knowledge, not only of the situation, but also of God's ways, understanding the possible results and how God would judge the situation. But there's another factor. Psalms 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. Proverbs 1.7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What is the Lord trying to tell us in these two scriptures? I think it's our heart attitude. We will need to approach our gathering of knowledge and develop our understanding with reverent respect for God and His Word. This calls for humility and a diligence to know God, His Word, and His ways. Then, when the time comes, our decision will be formed from godly wisdom. 
like Solomon, we can ask for wisdom. God is still in the business of blessing those who ask for wisdom for any situation we find ourselves in. I believe that God is delighted when we ask for wisdom. James 1, 5-7 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, He's a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. To me, to ask for wisdom with no doubting seems a little bit daunting, but God is good and he'll help us through the process. Also, James 3, 13 through 18 gives us further instruction. There are two types of wisdom, ungodly, defined as earthly, unspiritual, demonic, Ungodly wisdom will always be accompanied with bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, disorder, and every vile practice. Godly wisdom will be modeled with humility, peace, gentle reason, mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. The keys are humility and faith, and faith takes a two-way relationship with God. I can't say it enough. Develop your relationship with God through Bible reading, study, and prayer, being sure to listen for His voice. Seek God with humility and purpose. So, I think you get the basic ideas about wisdom. With a reverent fear, learn God's Word, meditate on His Word, and pray for understanding in any circumstance you find yourself in. Ask God for wisdom and wait for His perfect direction and timing. But don't get in a hurry. His timetable is different than yours. Let me tell you how I learned to wait for His perfect direction and timing. I was born again in a little town called Brecon, Scotland, and after a few months of walking with the Lord, He called me to be a missionary to Scotland. I heard His voice and set my heart to do as He instructed. Years later, at the end of my naval enlistment, I headed out to Scotland to be a missionary. I was obeying my call to Scotland. Just before entering a missionary school in northeast Scotland, I was given godly counsel and knew in my heart that something was amiss. I headed back to New Mexico, tail tucked between my legs, wondering what went wrong. How did I miss God's voice when I was so sure? I got a job, and my life seemed hard, and tough times were abundant. It seemed like the heavens were brass. It took me about eight months, and I realized God had never called me out of the Navy, so I re-enlisted. I got on with my career, and a few years later, I got orders to go back to Scotland. Ten years had gone by since he called me to Scotland. His call was on his timetable, not mine. During that tour, I was instrumental in the development of a Scottish church, which grew exponentially in a small town called Montrose. It was not what I planned, and it was not what I thought a missionary would look like. 
but I had heard his voice ten years earlier. I missed his perfect timing the first go-around, but needless to say, he got me back on track. There is so much about wisdom in the Bible. God is so good to us and wants to fill us with his wisdom. He knows the beginning from the end. Let me leave you with one last scripture out of Colossians chapter 2. Paul is explaining his ministry goal for the believers, and he says, To reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me on my website, thecleansoul.org. Thank you.